Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 2nd of April 2022. And the title of this episode is RPG Licenses. Outland Arts is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. Outland Arts, not to be confused with Outland Entertainment, don't know it yet, because April the 1st isn't the day to get in touch with people for their first time with weird emails asking for interviews. But let's stick with the RPG Publisher Spotlight. This is Geek Native's ongoing attempt to help promote smaller names. If you're a podcast backer at Patreon, you get to nominate creators from the role-playing games industry or, and, vote for a nominee each month. Every Friday, the winner gets featured in the news summary, they also appear on the Spotlights page, and they get a dedicated article. As I said, ideally, that article is an interview, and that's now what I'll try and arrange with Outland. So May's nominees, here they are. 6L Publishing, Elvin Tower, Douglas Snook, Moth Eaton Press, and Serious Wisness. This week, we saw the end of a much bigger spotlight feature, an annual roundup of the anime projects from Anime Japan. These are big shows, big title animes, and headline grammars to look forward to in the month coming up. It's been busy, and Geek Native has been doing two trailers a day. Apologies if you have no time for anime, but hopefully these are easily scrolled through and ignored. There are loads of great-looking shows lining up, and I have a few related thoughts. Firstly, anime is coming westward at a rate sometimes faster than some American TV shows come to Europe. Peacemaker, for example. That's just my observation. I do wonder if there's any official stats to measure this. I had a look, but I couldn't find any. Do you agree with the observation? One of those big title animes is Do It Yourself, with two exclamation marks. It's technically branded content. It's about girls doing DIY, and that's a healthy idea, but it comes from a Japanese construction firm. I have watched similar branded content anime before, and it's easy to forget its branded content. It's much more subtle than Western shows, unless those shows have been sneaky on purpose. And I think it works much better. In the case of Do It Yourself, it's a win-win. Even if the brand name isn't remembered, society benefits the more people build and repair stuff themselves. And thankfully, companies that help DIYers will benefit. And I say thankfully, even if those companies make a profit. It's shops that sell disposable goodies or fast fashion that won't. I guess what we're talking about here are old habits. Habits from advertisers and from consumers. I don't generally like the word consumers to describe people, but in this context it works. Let's stick with habits for just a bit. A Kickstarter of interest this week is gearing up to take on the habits of tabletop gamers. It's called ARcana, and it's an augmented reality app fronted by Joe Mangione. He's a Hollywood actor known to play D&D. Augmented reality, aka AR, means pointing your smartphone at an actual and physical table and seeing digital maps, castles, dice and minis on the screen. That's not the current tabletop gaming habit, and I'm sure it won't sound attractive to some people, but I see the potential. It's a way to have meat space catch up with friends 
and they use Minis without needing all that physical space to store models. Air Canna, in no small part due to that famous frontman, has funded. But let's see if they can deliver, and let's see whether they can land and spread. Air Canna hasn't touched on whether it integrates with any rule system, you know, like virtual tabletops do. Of course, it doesn't have to, as your physical dice don't. It also means you don't have to worry about licenses just yet, which is wise. Speaking of licenses, Fandom Tabletop tried again with Cortex. The Dragon Prince RPG is out based on the anime, and we're back to the growth of anime again. It uses Cortex, but it's not the license I'm talking about. I mean Fandom's third-party license to let the likes of you and me write and sell for the system. That's what Fandom would like us to do while they run a marketplace. And that marketplace is yet to appear, though. The new license is the second edition of the non-commercial license, so for games that aren't sold. Firstly, they will let creators put a pay-what-you-want title under those rules or take tips. Secondly, platforms like Itch are now allowed. And thirdly, the language has been cleared up. So it looks a lot less like fandom trying to own your good ideas. I think it's much better, but it's hard for good news to eclipse bad. We'll have to see whether word of Cortex's potential spreads through the creative community. And it's only now that the penny has dropped in my slow brain that the title of this week's Geekly News should be RPG licenses, because that's clearly the main theme. For example, the next piece of news is that Nightfall Games has released the Stokerverse Quick Start. It's not free, it's a pay what you want with a suggested price of a pound. The tabletop RPG will be an S5S treatment of the Dracula world from a creative partnership with actual blood ties to Bram Stoker, in which the great vampire and his legacy continue to be a threat. A Kickstarter is expected. Then there's Monty Cook Games' Old Gods of the Appalachia, This will be a cipher system game, and if they've mentioned that it's based on a horror podcast of the same name in their announcement, I didn't see it, but it is. I'm sure that will be made evident in the Kickstarter when that launches. I'm sure Monty Cook has the license for it. I sense a touch of Lovecraft here, but in essence, there are ancient and unknowable horrors trapped in those mountains, and they are beginning to wake. Outland Entertainment announced that they had snapped up the license to Scarlet Republics. That's a failed computer RPG set in a grimdark fantasy world of politics. The boss of Outland was a backer. Outland are calling it a transmedia project, but the game that will be published first is a tabletop RPG. If you backed the failed computer game, the Kickstarter, you will automatically get a copy. The rest of us will also get a chance to buy it. Given the previous failed Kickstarter, I'm not sure if Outland will want to try and crowdfund the tabletop game. A tabletop games publisher that is making computer games as well, albeit with a a developer as a partner, is Ulysses Spiel. Cleverly, the project is being managed by their virtual tabletop integration team. The project in question is Wolves on the West Wind, and it's the Dark Eye game. It's a visual novel. It's a Choose your own adventure book with great music, illustrations, and branching path. 
and I think visual novels are a sensible first step and a next step for the bigger RPG publishers, even board game publishers. I think so, because I imagine that they are less risky than taking on board almost any other computer game project. Now, let's do bundles as the outro, because the bundle of holding has been as busy as they forecasted. First up, there is an unusual fast sale with a few days left on the clock. If you can get there by Monday, then Third Eye Games' Part-Time Gods has a one-tier bundle. That's a game where gods have everyday lives, you know, like Percy Jackson or American Gods. Elsewhere, in the bundle of holding, there is Victoriana 3E. That's a fantasy steampunk that uses the Hearsay game engine. The next edition won't be Victoriana 4E, but Victoriana 5E, because it will use the D&D rule set. Also, in the bundle of holding, there's Taxiana, a martial arts and friendship RPG. And leaving RPGs just for a bit, but heading back to anime and manga, Kotensha has a huge award-winning manga 2022 deal on Humble. There are more than a thousand bucks worth of titles up for grabs. Lastly, and for Savage World fans, or those curious about starting, there's the Savage Ukraine Benefit Bundle. And on that note, let's wrap up there, enjoy your next licensed RPG, and I'll see you next week.